Today on Rooted Daily, we'll see how God is still holding out his grace, even when we grumble. Welcome to Rooted Daily, the podcast where we're rooting ourselves in the Bible so we can grow with God a little more every day. I'm Brandon Levy, and there is always something to complain about, even when there isn't something to complain about. If we are committed, we can always find a grievance if we want to. No matter how unreasonable it is, we grumble when it's too hot, we grumble when it's too cold, we grumble when it rains, we grumble when it snows, we grumble when the weather has just been too nice, too sunny for a day longer than we'd like it to be. And that's just with the weather, right? We are really good at grumbling. And we're studying Israel's experiences around the Exodus because they teach us timeless lessons. Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes 1.9, what has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. And the apostle Paul wrote, now these things occurred as examples to keep us from setting our parts on evil things as they did. We should not test the Lord as some of them did and were killed by snakes and do not grumble as some of them did and were killed by the destroying angel. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 6 through 10. In the camp of Israel, during their journey to the promised land, you would think that the people would be ecstatic for their newfound freedom. They, they were leaving behind bitter bondage, and they were traveling toward the promised land. But instead of rejoicing, we read that the Israelites were grumbling instead. The first thing that God does is take them for a three-day journey without any water. And imagine that scene. You know, it, it, it's quick in the text, but imagine the people involved. You're one of the one and a half to two million Israelites traveling the first day without finding water. And that's okay, right? You're carrying some water with you. It was warm, but it's still wet. The second day comes, and still there's no water. And your containers of water are now starting to get empty. And you hear your children complaining. You have no water to give them. Now you're probably starting to get concerned. You head out early in the morning on day three, still no water. And then you hear someone shouting, I see water ahead. And God is good, right? Let's go. You start to move a little faster. It's not long now until you and your family can finally get a drink of water. And you crowd around the edge of a pool called Marah, and you plunge your face into the water. And it's cool, and it's soothing on your face. And you take a big gulp, and then immediately you have to spit it out. It is so bitter that as thirsty as you are, you still won't drink it. And it's like you're on a roller coaster of emotions through all of this. You've been to the peaks with God, freed from Egypt parting the Red Sea, leading you with a pillar of fire and cloud. And you just sang this, this incredible song of praise to God. But just three days later, you've traveled down into a valley and you're about to watch your family die of thirst in the wilderness. So what do you do? Grumble. Exodus 15, 24 says that the people complained against Moses saying, what shall we drink? And we read the Israelite story because what has been done will be done again. Our tendency, just like theirs, is to praise God on the peaks 
and grumble in the valleys. But the Lord said, this was all a test. When they cried out to the Lord, he made the water sweet. And there he made a statue and an ordinance for them. And there he tested them and said, if you diligently heed the voice of the Lord, your God, and do what is right in his sight, give ear to his commandments and keep all of his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you, which I brought on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. You know, the things we grumble about are there for a reason, this says. The Lord demonstrates his power through our grumbling. He didn't need to do this. The very next verse said, they are right on the border of Elib, where there were 12 wells of water and 70 palm trees. And so they camped there by the waters. And right over the horizon, there was fresh, clean water. But God chose to silence their grumbling at Marah. God heals. He provides. And once again, the Israelites, they should be content. They, they've reached another peak. God has healed. He's provided. And we turn the chapter, and it says in Exodus 16, 2, in the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. You know, they're grumbling. It's not a singular instance. This is a habitual spiritual problem. And what has been done will be done again. We face the same issue. We only want God in the peaks and we grumble in the valleys. Exodus 16.3 says, The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted, but you have brought us into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Now, let's get something clear. When I think of grumbling, and murmuring. I think of complaining about things that aren't worth the time to complain about, right? We grumble about a little inconvenience in the weather, about the, the sun being too sunny or the snow being too snowy. But the Israelites, they aren't grumbling about little inconveniences, at least in their own eyes. They are stranded in a desert without food and without water. They were hungry and they were thirsty. And food is a need. We do need food to live. And as they looked out there in the wilderness, there was no food as far as the eye could see. To them, that was no small inconvenience, but it was to God, right? Inconveniences are always relative. To the God who made life out of dust, being a few miles away from the nearest supermarket was just a small inconvenience. But the wanderers failed to trust that. Interesting that some left slavery behind in Egypt, but they never left being a slave. They were slaves to their desires. They desired food and they got it. They desired meat and they got it. They desired this and that and they got it and they grumbled when they did it. Inconvenience is relative and it can enslave us. There is always one more thing they need to be happy. Discontentment erodes your peace. It steals your joy, it corrupts your spirit, it hardens your heart. And after God gave them what they grumbled for, they grumbled again. Numbers 11.4, the rabble with them began to crave other food. And again, the Israelites started wailing and said, if only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt at no cost. Yeah, how much was the price of manna, I wonder here. But they said also the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and onions and garlic. But now we have lost our appetite. And we never see anything but this manna. You see it? 
how relative our threshold for grumbling is, how ungrateful it is to look at the gifts of God with contempt. Manna was free. They didn't have to work for it. It wasn't hard to gather by any means. It was sweet. It was versatile. It could be used in a multitude of ways. But they said nothing but manna. That's the curse of grumbling. Those who should be happy, who might be happy, make themselves miserable by their discontent. At one time they loved manna, but now they hate it. Grumblers will find fault even when there is no fault to be found. It's relative. The Israelites reminisced about Egypt as if it were some paradise, but they had to have forgotten the brick pits, how quickly they forgot the taskmaster's whip, how conveniently they forgot the cramps in their legs from the hard work and the blood and the sweat and the tears slaving for Pharaoh. Like Lot's wife looking back toward Sodom, they looked back toward Egypt as if it had been something good to be missed. The more God's miraculous power and protection and provision is given to them, the more ridiculous their complaints are. And what has been done will be done again. Yeah, how quickly some people give up on God. They're like someone who sees a cup of water in the boat. They fear they're going to drown. You know, the first sign of trouble, and the Israelites expect nothing less than, than to die in the desert. And they do this time and again. You might think that after the second time of seeing God's miracles, they might have faith that God will carry them through. But if not then, then maybe the fifth, maybe the sixth, maybe the seventh time. But no, they still, they just keep grumbling. Not because their legitimate needs aren't being met. They, they may have thought that in the beginning, but God was always in control. As is the case with most grumblers, they had less reason to grumble than they let on. If they were really starving to death, why weren't Moses and Aaron and Joshua and Caleb, why weren't they complaining? Do they not have stomachs? Do they not suffer from hunger? You know, the truth is they were like ungrateful children crying that they are hungry when their food is right in front of them. The Israelites wanted quail instead of manna and they got it. And when they wanted fish instead of manna, they were grumbling for grumbling's sake. And if I were God, I would snap. I would lose it. I would send those ungrateful Israelites back to the brick pits where I found them. I wouldn't be able to tolerate the grumbling, but not God. No, the Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the Israelites. Tell them at twilight, you will eat meat. And in the morning, you will be filled with bread. And then you will know that I am the Lord, your God. Exodus 16, 11 through 12. Yeah, God shows grace to the grumblers. When the Israelites were so disrespectful and ungrateful, God could have rained down fire and brimstone. But instead, he rains down sweet manna from heaven. And we see that time and time again, God continues to provide for them. God continues to show mercy. When they deserved wrath, he pours out his grace. You know, we read the story of the Israelites because they teach us about ourselves. And this is good news for us. God extends grace 
even when we grumble, even when we have trouble seeing the fresh water that's just over the horizon and the manna that he will provide for us every day, God keeps extending his grace. There is no better news for us as stubborn, rebellious people than that God hears our grumbling and instead of walking out the door, he extends grace. So first, the Israelites are thirsty and they complain and God makes the water sweet. Then they're hungry, and God provides manna. And finally, after all the hardship they endured, they came to the end of their journey. And Moses sends out 12 spies to scout the land. And once again, what do they do? They grumble. 10 out of the 12 say there's no way God can do what he promised. But in Numbers 14.24, we read, Because my servant Caleb has a different spirit and follows me wholeheartedly, I will bring him into the land he, he went to, and his descendants will inherit it. In the midst of complaint and doubt and questioning, we read there is one named Caleb, and he has a different spirit. Everyone around him was grumbling, but Caleb had a spirit of hope, a spirit of gratitude, a spirit of faith. And when the grumblers saw nothing but giants and fortified cities, Caleb saw the same land flowing with milk and honey. Yeah, giants and fortified cities, they seemed big to him, but he knew they were nothing but small inconveniences to the God who sent down 10 plagues and parted the Red Sea and sent food from heaven. Caleb saw what his God could do. And by faith, he said, we shall go, go up and take possession of the land. You know, the rest of them, they could have trusted God with a different spirit. Despite all their grumbling before, God was offering them now to have the keys to the kingdom. They could have asked God instead of accused God. They could have inquired softly of God instead of criticized harshly of him. They could have believed God instead of doubting him. But instead, they doubled down and they grumbled. Numbers 14, 26 says, The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, How long will this wicked community grumble against me? I have heard the complaints of these grumbling Israelites, so tell them, as surely as I live, declares the Lord, I will do to you the very things I heard you say. We read earlier in Exodus chapter 16, verse 3, that they said, if only we would have died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. And now I bet they're regretting that one, right? Their constant complaining finally caught up with them. God showed grace to them over and over and over and over again, but his patience runs out. God essentially said, I will give you what you've asked for. And it can be a dangerous thing to let our feelings triumph over faith, to allow our emotions to best our reason, because it isn't only people who hear us, but God. God, he hears our grumbling, and God forgave them as Moses asked him to, but he says not one would ever see the promised land. God knows who will never yield their spirit to him. He knows who will never humble their heart to him. He knows who will never surrender their lives to him. He knows whose hearts are hardened to him. And by rejecting the gift of God over and over, they had used up all their chances. God was finished with them. They had grumbled too long. And God, he extends grace to the grumblers. That's good news but he also promises judgment. The doubters and the grumblers, they could only see 
obstacles in the promised land of God. And what had been done will be done again. They grumbled that they had no water and God healed the spring. They complained that they were hungry and God sent bread from heaven, but they never stopped grumbling. God provided over and over, but because their hearts were hard, they refused the grace of God. And what has been done will be done again. We do the same thing. We grumble and God sends his son who heals. We complain and Jesus declares that he is the bread of life. God gave the Israelites manna, but manna was a dead thing. If he kept it overnight, it putrefied and, and bread worms, but Christ is ever living, everlasting bread. But we're still grumbling. You know, the lesson of the Exodus is that God extends his grace to grumblers, but only for a con. Eventually, if we keep on going in our complaining, it will only lead to more wandering. And that'll do it for this episode of Rooted Daily. I cannot wait to sit down and open up God's word with you next time. Thanks for watching this episode of Rooted Daily. We're praying that you're growing with us as we study the Bible and use God's word as our only foundation. If you appreciate this content and want to make sure others see it, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite app and hit the share button. Most importantly, if you're ready to take the next step, repent, be baptized, and hand over your life to Jesus, let's talk today. Just send me a text to 317-207-2734.